You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am really excited today. I have with me in studio a friend, a mentor, a gentleman that is just makes me laugh every time that we are together, actually. But before we get into my guest, I want to just send a shout out to Oregon. Oregon, you have been just ramping up those numbers, listening. You know, the great thing about Oregon, it's a great place to live, one of the safest places to live. But not only that, Oregon, you guys have a unique flag. I mean, it's like very, very unique. So I want to send a shout out to all my friends in Oregon. You guys are listening out there. We appreciate you. We love you. Keep tuning in. Keep sharing these episodes with your families, with your friends, and let them know that Gifted with Sheila White is on the air and we have something special, special for you. But today, the special person that I have in studio with me is Richard Fredrickson. Now, it's not often that you get a chance to interview a trailblazer or an icon, a business icon. This gentleman is a radio host with WJOL, and he's also a television host with the show called Family Heritage. And we're going to learn a lot more about that. He's been in communication, mass communication and media for years and years. We're going to dig in there and find out how was media back in the day, because some of the millennials today, they think about communication I've got a cell phone and I can call anywhere around the world. There was a time that that telephones were connected to a wall, believe it or not. And that's not a Ripley's thing. That's the truth. And not only that, but you couldn't just get in your car and go anywhere. So communication has changed a lot over the years. And so this is a gentleman that knows a lot about the changes. He knows a lot about the city that we're in today where we're taping the show and how the changes in this city has shaped this city to be called the city of champions. So this gentleman, like I said, he's a trailblazer. He's a business icon, but most importantly, I am so happy to call him my friend. Welcome, welcome, Richard Fredrickson to the show. Finally, we got you here. You know how hard it is? I am so intimidated. That (laughs) intro alone is phenomenal. It's fantastic. You're the icon. You're the one I look forward to coming in the studio with your team, the greatest road to eternity. By the way, if anybody uh, is planning a vacation from Oregon, uh, stop by in Joliet. And make sure you knock on the door three times. That's that's the. Am I supposed to say that? <laughs> three times, right? Three, three times. times. <laughs> and uh, they'll open the door, perhaps, and you get to see the studio, and she'll probably put you on uh, her blog. <laughs> and the interesting thing about that is that, you know, we're going to go a, l- a little bit back. We're going to do a little deep sea diving. We're talking about communication, and um, Richard, I know that you went to Columbia College, which is one of the top. Um, media schools in the, in the state, you know, Columbia College, everybody talks about that. A lot of the greats have been to Columbia College. When you were a student back in the day, um, describe a little bit about life on campus as a mass communication student. And we were talking about elevators and how has things really, how was it then? Let's go back then, first well, of all. today it is truly a, a leader okay. in mass communications and theater and mm. so many different 
levels. I mean, it's wow. a respected school. Yes, in yes. In my day. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Ohio in the drive, actually. Yeah. It was an old warehouse, mm. uh, the original Columbia College. Okay. Um, Dr. Alexander was a... Uh, you know, head of the um, college at the time. Okay. And we had, and I can't remember, I, did, I, I told you earlier, I didn't take my predigen, so don't be asking me too many questions. And we got jokes today, folks, too, for you as well, because he's kind of, but that's the, interesting. Uh, yeah. the, uh, we had Pulitzer Prize winners. We had oh. Nobel Prize winners. Wow. Through their tenure, through their decades. Yeah, yeah, Afterwards. Yeah. But they were young teachers. We had uh, an Episcopalian priest who uh, taught uh, world religions. Every religion at that time, yeah, he yeah. would teach you and cults. Oh. And we had, you know, we had to take some mathematical course. Okay, okay. You know, the artists okay. aren't into that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the library, if you remember, a group mm. called the New Colony Six mm. in Chicago. These okay. guys went to, many of them went to uh, Columbia. Columbia okay, okay. And they, you could hear them in the oh. library, not reading books, but wow. having a great time. And we wow. had speech classes, and um, it it formed decision-making mm. from young students. That's important. Radio, mm -hmm. television, mm -hmm. theater. Mm. In interesting. And I took theater, and I knew right away that wasn't my <laughs> forte. You know, it's so interesting that you said that, because when you think about it now, you know, was there any at that time, was there um, classes that you had to take that are like, um, you know, when you have biology and you have to take all this lab type of things. You said you took theater. But was it difficult at that time? Because, you know, you have to memorize lines. And today we have all these computers and things to help us. But there's something yeah. interesting when students were going into school back in the day, no matter what type of uh, major that you were taking, they had to really think. You know, because we didn't have all these technologies that we have today. So it was like study, 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 pass the test, learned what you had to learn and you retained it. You know, it's like you could remember phone numbers back in the day. And and nowadays we can't remember phone numbers, so simple phone numbers, because technology has dumbed us down so much. But I was listening to an article about reading an article about, you know, back in the day when people studied and went to college and went to school for different subjects that they really had to get it, you know, to get through. There was no passing you through and, you know, no. just pushing you through. You really had to earn your grades, but the way that it made you think and, and you are able to apply yourself in different fields is different than it is today. And what I mean by that is I was, um, like I said, I was looking at something and it was talking about how people that, you know, going into space and all these types of things, they had to know this stuff and some things they had to figure out because there was no, nothing ahead of them to say, Here's a computer. Let's figure this out. You know, things were so different. So they had to think their way through the process, which 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 is like, you know, you had to be like a not a train brain, but you had to have intuition and all of that of figuring this out. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays it's so different because you have Google, you have all of these technologies, yeah, teleprompters. teleprompters, right? And you have so many technologies until you don't really you can just come in as a mass communication student and just kind of almost, it seems like breeze through. Whereas in your day, you had to earn the grade because it wasn't easy. You know, you if a teacher asks you a question, it was like, oh yeah, you have to know it. You can't just kind of muddle your way through it like you can today um, and things like that. But it was an art school. And oh, most of the people okay. who were attending uh, Columbia at that time, for mm -hmm. the most part, I think, 
probably 70% or more. Mm-hmm. Probably only went two years because they got jobs. Oh, okay. They were, they were serious actors and yeah. actresses. Yeah, yeah, They were serious yeah. about getting into uh, radio mm-hmm. and uh, rock bands. Yeah, and, yeah. But they used uh, Columbia. Okay. And it was good. As a stepping stone. As a stepping stone. Now, mm-hmm. You go past those years, then it becomes wow. a real institution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I remember when you said uh, studying a lot. Yeah. Uh, I went to Columbia College in the daytime. Okay. okay. And then at night, I was the <clears throat> the epaulets. Oh. In the braids. I was uh, one of the head ushers at the Chicago Theater. Oh, my goodness. And my job was on the fourth balcony. I don't know if you've ever been the there The fourth not. balcony. It's up there. I don't yeah. know if that's a fourth or third. Way, okay. It's way up there. Okay. And my job was to vacate the guys who'd like to sleep off, uh, you know, at midnight when the show was done. Right, I, right. I'm a skinny guy. Yeah. And I'm going up there. <laughs> I was then. Uh, I tell these guys to, to get know, out. Get the yeah. road. Yeah. But then I use that time in between. To study, I mm. studied at Chicago. I always tell people I, sh- I studied uh, dramatics, theater, philosophy, mm. uh, all at the Chicago Theater <laughs> in the balcony. <laughs> wow! And you know, it, it's just so interesting to me because I know that things have changed so much in the mass communication area. Um, because now, like I said, there's labs you have to go through. There's there's what you call in-field things that sure. you have to do, uh-huh. bringing all this equipment out there. You have to, um, you know, perform so much. You have to be on the radio or practice being on the radio, on internet radio. There's just so much that has changed over the years. Um, when the students were coming in at that particular time, was it like a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, oh, like, course. I'm going to make it in Absolutely. media and yes. I'm going to be on Absolutely. a journalist? Or whatever. We were okay. all idealists. Okay, all idealists. okay, okay, okay. And, uh, of course, you know, those were also days of... Uh, of uh, uh, Vietnam War and mm. all kinds of, we had activists at the at the college. And, oh wow! Uh, we have a lot of political discussion, but mm. for the most part, it was artistic. People wanting to be good at their at their craft at their they, craft. Wow, yeah. wow, wow! Because nowadays it's so funny. People go to school; they're undecided. Even yeah. a great college as that, oh, sure. they're undecided for maybe a couple of years, not really knowing what they want to do, and then you have people that go through getting their degree and they're like, okay, I'm going to change it. I know the pandemic changed a lot. A lot of people are getting out of the industries because of that. But, you know, nowadays students going to school, they're just not sure if they really want to stay in this industry uh, or, you know, as far as communications or if they want to do something else. And a lot of times they do change over, but it has grown and it has evolved over the years. Is that going to school and thinking about those years, is this the reason why you ended up in radio today, would you say? Or is that just, what was that journey like you know, going? I always, um, I had an uncle who had a, a mm. great, you know, broadcast voice. Okay. He was a bartender. Oh, okay. <laughs> he never made it, that's what he wanted to be. Yeah. But I, it was Uncle Lloyd, and I said, mm. if I have a voice anywhere near him, I want to go into radio, and I did. Wow. You know, but interestingly enough, why we were in the 60s, you know, yeah, all the yeah, great yeah. music of the 60s. Yes, 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 yes. my job, mm-hmm. my midnight FM, FM job. which in those days I think maybe three people listened to it, <laughs> um, was Lawrence Welk, Guy Lombardo, uh, all the big band sounds. Big band era, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't, but I mean, I was playing that kind of music. Oh, I see. On that radio station, I got my wow. first job. Wow. At midnight, 
to six o'clock in the morning. It was just me operating the station. Mm. And you know, you had to make sure the transmitter was on. You got a third, what they call a third uh, grade um, FCC license. Mm. And the way you got that, yeah. the way I got that, yeah. I yeah. just memorized the test. I was not an engineer. Oh tell my you. goodness! And I and have the owner of the station tell me, "Okay, now I, I got to pull that switch and okay. check that." And okay, do that. that's okay. what I do. And he said, "Yeah." So every talk midnight, about that's what I would do. But see, talk about how things have changed. There's yeah. no way. I mean, even the licensing is oh, a totally yeah. different situation. I mean, you're talking about jumping through hoops and a, a whole lot of yeah. just you know red. Tape to get through to get a license. Yeah, I don't think you know. announcers need licenses anymore. I think no, engineers yeah. and everything do that. Right, right, uh, right. These are little AM stations that I mm. began out in Aurora, Illinois. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And just quickly do this for you. When you're starting out on radio, you, you work yeah. a lot of different places. Mm. WMRO was Aurora, WGSB, which was um, Geneva, Batavia, St. Charles. Oh, okay. Owned by okay. Brickhouse Broadcasting, by the way. Jack and Nell, the brick house, hired me, and Man. then uh, went from there uh, to um, uh, a country mm. station, mm. Uh, WKKD. Oh and then my! AUR. Yeah, yeah. And then Joliet, mm -hmm. WJOL. WJOL. Yeah. And then I left there and went became manager of WCCQ, and then from CCQ back to JOL. Mm. And in one aspect or another, I've been in radio, but yeah. also cable and a little bit of of television and okay. advertising and promotions. I am like the guy <laughs> when you yes, yeah. go on vacation, your yeah. annual vacation yeah. to uh, St. Thomas yeah. or you know, one of those islands that you always go to. Yeah. The guy with all the watches up his arm, that's me. That's you, that's you, right? You know. Yeah. Well, what would you say to a person that is, let's say today, a, co a Columbia College student or a student that wants to go into radio, um, about that journey that you would need to succeed because you have not only just was at one location in radio, but you went through, you know, like you said, Lawrence Welk, and you went through a journey over time, different music, different styles, oh. uh, going through some difficulties at that time with, with, uh, political up upheavals and things, even in the sixties, a lot of things oh. going on, but you somehow just made it and went from radio station to radio station, like you said, to television. You know, what would you say to a student today that wants to go into radio or to television um, that they need? There's a certain longevity that they need, you know, stick stability or whatever it's called to make well, you, it. You usually don't start out in New York or Chicago or L.A. You start out in, in Keokuk, Iowa oh, or you know, someplace where okay. you can. You get that job. Okay. But I would be cautious about okay. radio because radio is changing today. Mm. It's, it's you know, I mean, with all the streaming we have and okay. the different uh, vehicles for okay. listening to music. Right, right. It's So I would examine all mm. of that before okay. you start dedicating yourself. You know, the day of it being a disc jockey. Disc jockey, yeah, yeah. About the disc jockeys you hear today are, for the most part, on FM stations. Oh. Your AM is almost all. Talk Sports, radio. talk. Hmm. That, remind me next time when I come on your blog. Not, <laughs> They're trying to get you now right at the radio station. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's so it's interesting because, um, like I said, you know, things have changed so much. People are aspiring. There's Internet radio and everybody. Yes. So many people are just jumping in there and thinking that they can do it. But there's something about the old fashioned back in the day. Those announcers, you know, even the news announcers, when they would give you the news, 
it's just straight news. It was, it was a loyalty. There was respect. People tuned in. People were loyal to watching their type of news and things like that. So it's something today that we have to, um, you know, just kind of sit back and think, wow, you know, that's nostalgia. You know, when you watch, listen to radio or when you watch television back in the day, you know, so to speak, but we're going to come right back. We're talking to Richard Fredrickson, a radio host, a television host. There's so much more to get into. Oregon, I know you're listening. <laughs> we'll be right back. Imagine yourself being pampered from head to toe, surrendering to the aromas of sweet serenity. Welcome to Libby's Soaps and Candles. Your destination for comfort and relaxation begins here. Visit us at Libby'sSoapsAndCandles.com to learn more about our exotic products. Welcome back. We are today talking to Richard Fredrickson. We're just talking about radio, how radio has changed over the years. A lot of things in media and mass communication has changed over the years. For those of you out there that want to get into the media industry, I have with me an icon, a trailblazer, a person that can give you the inside look of what it takes to not only stay in and media, radio, television for some years, but can give you no, some nostalgic information that we were talking about a little bit earlier. But I'm going to switch gears now because not only is he in media, but he has his own media production company that he's been involved with the years. Richard, what about Fredrickson Media and marketing? How did that come about? And where did that come into your career of doing radio all these years? Yeah, because I, I think it was um, seed for that, mm. being in is that I talk with some of the uh, radio personalities from WGN and WLS. Many of them are graduates from from Joliet, Illinois. Wow. Many came from Joliet, Illinois. Wow, wow, wow. Or worked uh, in the radio uh, out in this area. And I I said, you know, I want to do my own thing. Mm, I, I, I never have been fired. I've always anticipated that and <laughs> went to the other station before they got the, you know, wow. kicked me out. Wow. So I decided I will do this along with staying okay. in whatever yeah. company I was with. Okay. And I joined at that time with my wife mm, and okay. she helped me and we produced Fredrickson Media. Media. And okay. It okay. was um, this kind of thing. Okay. Doing okay. Profiles. Television. Okay. Uh, on on television. Okay. On cable. Okay. On continental cable. Continental. That may bring back some memories yeah, of things that in does. the Chicagoland yeah. area. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yes. And um, then we 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 did that for years, and then okay. she went on to to open up a business, and mm. I was in charge of. Maintenance, I think maintenance. I was in okay. charge okay. of this. It was a fitness club, so oh, obviously you look at me, wow. I didn't qualify. So she, wow. she opened up a fitness club, okay. and I did things for her on, on weekends. But I continued mm. to do profiles okay. as I continued to market mm. some businesses. Mm. I handled advertising for okay. uh, different venues, okay. Okay. restaurants, accounting, etc. Okay, And that transitioned to... Uh, a seed was born decades ago okay. when I wanted to interview mm-hmm. my father. Oh, mm. wow. He was not a man who would be mm. open to talk wow. about anything. He was, okay. a, uh, I'm, I'm actually mm. first generation. First generation. He came from Sweden. Okay, and okay. 
you know. So my daughter at that time, I think was maybe six years old, mm, okay. and she loved uh, oh. to play radio. Really? So they lived in, my parents lived in Wisconsin, so I'll make this quick. No, um, that's okay. Uh, she, uh, I brought her along. Mm -hmm. I had laryngitis. So I said, Jennifer, okay. how would you like to play radio with Grandpa? And so I gave her a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder, and boy, oh, she went to town. Wow. And I still have that recording. Do you? I bring tears to your eyes. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Yes. Asking, but she asked the question, yeah. so he answered her. Okay. He wouldn't answer me. Yeah. he did with her. Okay. And it took decades later, mm. and I thought about that. I said, you know, that was so... Wow. Heartwarming mm, mm. for a man. Mm -hmm. Women are more open, yeah, but not as open to do these discussions. Yeah, yeah. Once they there, they'll yeah. open up. Yeah, men are not like that for some wow. for wow. whatever reason. Yeah. So for the past almost decade, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I started this out. You mentioned his name earlier. Yeah. Skip Lamb. Yes, that's our good friend. And, yeah. Uh, Skip did a lot of these with mm -hmm. me early on, mm -hmm. and along with uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Dick Schuster. Right, another good friend, yeah. yeah. Camera guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we transitioned to your company. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah. Road to Eternity, and I cannot tell you how great <laughs> this team is. The one behind those cameras. <laughs> oh, there's one is really <laughs> bossy, you know. But other than that, <laughs> anyway, Michael's with you. Yes, and, yes, and yeah. Sheila White, yeah. great, yeah. phenomenal, and you have. I yeah. should be viewing you one of these days on this blog because you yeah. have a lot to share mm -hmm. along with Michael. All yes. the projects that you do. Oh man, yeah. But my project now, and it's a, it's one that I've waited 55 years to do. Oh. Goodness. And yeah. now I'm going to do it and mm -hmm. have been doing it. Mm -hmm. The the seed for this, mm -hmm. it's called mm -hmm. Family Heritage Productions, as you Yes, mentioned. Family Heritage Productions. I talk to Grandma and Grandpa or Uncle Eddie or Auntie May, whoever yeah. is the you know matriarch, patriarch of the family. Okay. And okay. they sit down with me in their okay. home. Oh, okay. In their home first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I may take two free visits, maybe just one visit. Okay. And okay. they share their story with me. Mm. Then we put wow. that, not in the script, but in talking points. In talking points, okay. okay. And then I'm simplifying it out. Yeah, so yeah, Then we yeah. bring them into this studio. Yes, yes. Here in Juliet, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And with this phenomenal crew you have yeah, here. Yeah, And then from an hour to an hour and a half, hour mm -hmm. and 10 minutes, mm -hmm. we sit and they share their story. Okay. And I have... Wow. This is confidential. Yes, it's yes. It's only for the family. It's for not the family. broadcast. Like a legacy type it's of thing. It's a legacy. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's yeah. a heritage. Mm. You know, it's like uh, going on Ancestry.com. Oh, Many people have done that. Wow. We do the same, only okay. with the individual. Yeah, yeah. And they tell their story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the most recent one Wow. wow. was a... Uh, Mm. Uh, 90, 90 year old. 91 year old. My goodness. Remember, the yes. 90 year old had the trophy wife who was 91. <laughs> she was delightful. Oh, my goodness. And they were from Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Coming in here to visit yeah. with their daughter and then yeah. doing that. Yeah. The most, another one, we had the, the, the Navy guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. With his story. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's interesting because we're going to do part one. Yeah. We've done with him. Yeah. His Navy career and his career with a mm -hmm. uh, Fortune 500 company. Wow. Now wow. we'll do another one, which is yeah. just his family because yeah. his first wife passed away. Yes, yes. In which he was married 33 years mm. and had 20 years in counting 
with the second the wife. second wife. Now, now, what is it? You you mentioned that your dad, you know, he wasn't as open. Right. How does that make you feel? Looking back, like you said, you have the tapes. Even your daughter. How does that make you feel inside, knowing that you did something at a time with through media, and you were able to pull out some legacy that even you know not only you and your family, but people can enjoy. That's something that's here forever. You know what I'm saying? Um, that could be written down for, you know, cousins and other family well, members. Off to, uh, cousins. Yeah. They have people who we've done these for. Yeah. Have awakened to doing journals. Oh. Awakened to going through this past interview we did. Wow. He called me and said, I've gone through 3,000 uh, oh flights. Since that. Wow. Because, yeah, I haven't looked at them in 20 years. So it oh opens up treasures yeah, of legacy yeah, of family yeah, and of love yeah, for each other and yeah, yeah. what it was like. Because you build on your future because yeah. the, the, the millennials and whoever comes yeah, after, after that yeah, yeah. will want to see this. Yeah. What was one of the most impactful stories over the years, like you've been doing this over 10 years, of couples or that you can remember that was just touching because it's almost like there's funny stories that we hear. Um, there's tear jerker stories, things that have happened because they've lived through some terrible times, some tough times, but then there's been good times. But what couple or what, um, you know, person stands out in your mind that just makes you oh, I've just... Got one. I've got one. Yeah. I just have to figure out how I can tell you the story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this was a, uh, a well-known... Mm. Uh, Car dealerships in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Many yeah, stores. Yeah. He, um, unbelievably successful, mm. unbelievable mansion. He yes. lived in, Man. probably owned in his garages 16 cars. Oh, my. Porsches, Lamborghini. Oh, my. Oh, my. And the pool and the yeah. paddock, the horses out back. And we, wow. we taped all of that at his house. Oh, my goodness. But here was the thing this guy. Mm. Maybe he had a ninth grade education. This guy ended up in a ju juvie home. This guy ended up in jail. Mm. Didn't come from the greatest background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he's doing, what he did do, did, yeah. is with his money, mm -hmm. he would go to Englewood and he would go to those neighborhoods that no one wanted to go to, yeah. even then. Yes. And he'd sit down with those kids. Mm. And he'd share his story. He said, no one's going to listen to me as a fancy, dancy car dealer, yes. but they may listen to me because I was there. Okay, okay. And he also come up with some significant wow. grants, Shh. seeing kids go to college, mm -hmm. or what he also emphasized was trade schools. Wow. wow. And that probably affected me more than any of the interviews so far wow. that wow. we've done. Well, let's talk a little bit about the city center partnership because there's been so many projects that has happened. One of the things that I'm I'm just thrilled about is the is the uh, rock and roll, <laughs> rock and roll. I mean, what's going on at the city center? How has things just upgraded over the years? We have a museum now. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. What brings you joy about being a part of that board and working with the oh, working with the board members, yeah. working with the volunteers yeah. because they're almost all personalities, <laughs> professionals, yeah. Chicago, yeah. you know, mm. DJs, announcers, producers, yeah. directors, yeah. theater people, um, mm. 
uh, Ron Romero, who's the founder. Of that, yeah. He's yeah. the man. Yeah. He put this idea together. Patty, his wife, has helped yeah. him. Patty Romero mm. uh, and many others. And I, I don't want to name them all, but mm -hmm. I'll forget them. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave somebody out. Mm. But soon, coming up. Yeah. Now I can say next month. Yeah. I believe next month they'll actually be open. And it's they'll be exciting. opening in the front of the facade of that museum, which is on Cass Street in downtown yeah. Joliet. Yeah. We'll have a giant guitar. Yes. And a mural. Yeah. And on the lower level, they'll have uh, studios for kids to learn. Wow. To play the whole the world of music. Oh, my goodness. And not only just play the instruments, but musicology. Oh, my the goodness. The business end of... Yeah. Being in the industry, artists, yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards, and, mm. uh, and uh, just on that first floor, like, mm. you know, saying this, there's yeah. a stage for performance. Oh my! So they can get up there yeah. and perform for their family or the people. Uh, wow! There may be about a hundred seats. Mm. First floor is the exhibits. So okay. far, we're just opening up the first floor. Okay. And okay. it's going to be awesome. Mm. Well, you know, it, it's it's there's so much that has happened within the city downtown here, we're the city of champions and things just keep happening. I mean, we got the museum, I thought, wow, we've made it. Now we're like New York or something, but things keep happening. Things keep evolving. Things keep changing um, within this great city here. And the people, you know, it's just a, um, you know, a plethora of different people from all walks of life. And people are just coming here. The city is just exploding as far as population uh, and things like that. Um, one thing I want to ask you about is how do you manage the stress because there's so much going on in your life. You have a full plate uh, besides going to Florida. When you go to Florida for a little bit of time, how do you manage the stress of all of the, you know, the communication things you're dealing with, um, the busy life schedules? You have to be here. You have to be there. I mean, how do you manage the stress of all of the business things that you have to deal with? Because a lot of people, especially we're going to talk about students earlier, they have to study. They're trying to make it through college with, you know, in communication or in media. And there's another side of life that you just have to be able to just relax and chill and get a grip so that you can be better to give to the, the viewing audience, so to speak. What do you do to kind of just calm down, simmer down and things like that besides the Florida trips? <laughs> Who says you have to simmer down? No, I'll tell you what keeps me going is my yeah. faith. My faith oh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and yeah. my Savior and my Lord. And that's changed over the years. Okay. It wasn't okay. always that way. Yeah, yeah. I was always religious, but not necessarily a Christian. Yeah. So that really propels, motivates, and inspires me. Because at the age of 77, you can get a little No, tired. say that backwards. <laughs> 77. There you go. I never knew that. I could have said that at 66, 55, and 44. I never knew that. Thank there you. you. Go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I've slowed down. I don't, you know, it's it's a cable it's television. Still, yeah. I still do the business show on the radio. Yeah. But again, Family Heritage Productions, if people want to, uh, you know, do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to Fredrickson Media at yahoo.com and we'll take care of you. And that's what I want you to do, folks. I want you to check them out because there's so much going on. We talked about legacy, you know, family heritage. This is a place where you can have your loved one's story. It's kind of like ancestors, but it's done through media that can be done on, that can be traced and taped and it can be for your family and friends for years and years and years to come. Uh, Richard gave you his information on how to get a hold of him and his information will also be on our website on Gifted with Sheila White. I want to thank you for listening. Those of you 
you out there that want to go into media, check out Richard Fredrickson. Again, give them your information so they can be able to look you up today, as they say today. <laughs> it's Fredrickson Media and Yahoo.com. And you'll be able to find out some of the things that's going on, get in contact with him, pick his brain. This is a person that when he talks, your brain should be listening. I want to thank you for listening today to Gifted with Sheila White. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website at www.road2eternity.net for more information, for more new updates. Leave a comment. Thank you so much for listening. And remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company. 